Thank you for listening to the Rivers Church podcast with Pastor Andre and the Rivers team. Be sure to subscribe for a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to help your daily life. We pray that this message will help in whatever season of life you might be in. Hi, church. Hope you're having a great December so far. It's a privilege to be sharing the word with you today across all our locations. And I know it's been a crazy season, but I believe that God still has more for us. So I want to encourage you to really lean in and trust that God will speak into your life today as we go to the word. Come on, let's pray and commit this time to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this time that we have together. I pray that as we open our hearts, that you would speak into every life, that you would speak into every situation. Pray that you would enlarge us, inspire us and equip us to be the people that you've called us to be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. You know, in the 1950s, a chemist by the name of Joseph Shivers invented what we call spandex or lycra. It's a lightweight fabric prized for its elasticity and it's most commonly used for athletic wear, swimsuits, cycle shorts, gym clothes, etc. And what's interesting about spandex is that although it can be stretched, it easily goes back to its original state. You know, this season has been filled with challenges. It's been filled with uncertainty and confusion. And sadly, it's caused many people to go back to their original state spiritually and relationally. They were once passionately pursuing God's best for their lives. They were taking steps forward. But now after a challenging season, they've settled for less. I want to ask you today, are you still stretching towards all that God has for you? because it's in the stretch that we step into a bigger life. And God doesn't like it when you and I shrink back. Look at what it says in Hebrews 10 and verse 38. It says, but my righteous one will live by faith and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. And then it says, but we do not belong to those who shrink back. In other words, that's not who we're called to be. That's common. God doesn't want us to shrink back because of adversity or any kind of circumstance. He wants us to keep stretching and enlarging because he's called us to live an uncommon life. And that's what I want to speak to you about today, living an uncommon life. You know, a common life is a small life. It's an average life. It's a life that doesn't impact anyone or anything. And as we head towards the end of what has been a very difficult year, I think it's important for us to remember that God still has bigger and better things for us. We've all heard the term new normal. You've probably heard that several times over the last eight months. But our new normal cannot be to slip back into our original common state. I want us to read from Isaiah 54, where God is speaking to Israel as his bride, It's a picture of the church. And what we'll see is that there were a few things that God's people had to do in order to enlarge and step into the expansive, uncommon life that God had for them. Isaiah 54, reading from verse 2. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. 
you will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. Here we see God's heart for his people and for his church. He wants us to live an expansive life, not an average common life. And I wanna say that if you and I are living small common lives, it's not God's will and it's not God's fault. The God we serve is not small and he's not common. He's called the God of all the earth and he wants us to stretch, he wants us to enlarge. Listen, he'll help us, but you and I have got to take some action. So let's look at a few things about stretching and about enlarging today that I think will help us to step into an uncommon life. Firstly, if we wanna enlarge our lives, we must prepare for it. I want us to notice the three phrases used in verse two. Stretch your curtains, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. All of these things are done in preparation for enlargement. Firstly, stretch your curtains. Curtain speaks of a barrier, something that's in our way. When you don't want the neighbors to see you, what do you do? You close the curtains. But curtains also speaks of the flesh. Hebrews 10 and verse 20 tells us that Jesus' body was the curtain, a veil of flesh. You see, our flesh is like a barrier, something in the way. In fact, it can keep us from seeing God, from seeing what he wants to do in us and through us. And if we don't stretch it, we'll always end up going back to our default, just like spandex. You know, for that fabric, it's very natural and very easy for it to shrink back. We've got to keep stretching the curtains of our flesh. Otherwise, we'll end up stuck in a small, common life. And you know, when it comes to stretching the flesh, most people avoid it. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. It's painful. It's disruptive. But the reality is that the need for stretching in our lives never ends. You see, growth and enlargement is ageless. It's not just something that you do when you're young or something that you do when you're a new Christian. It's something you need to do throughout your life if you wanna keep progressing and living an uncommon life. You see, church, it's the only way to enlarge. You won't find anyone living a big, uncommon life who doesn't know how to stretch and live outside of comfort. Even though it's been a tough season and many of us are tired, many of us are frustrated, we need to continue to stretch the curtains of our flesh so that despite circumstance, we can step into bigger and better things in 2021. Then it says, lengthen your cords. Cord speaks of strong ties. It speaks of commitment or giving your word. And if you're gonna enlarge your life or live an uncommon life, you're gonna to need to lengthen your commitments, not shorten them. In this season, we've needed to lengthen our cords. We've needed to be even more committed than we were before, even more determined, more faithful. Otherwise, we run the risk of shrinking back. And we're living in a world that no longer values commitment. It sees commitment as restrictive. People don't wanna get married. They'd rather just live together just in case. 
People don't want to partner with the church because they don't want to be bound. They want to keep their options open. In other words, they don't want to be committed. People don't want to go all in for God. And it seems so freeing, but you and I will never live a big, uncommon life like that. It's so natural and so common to shrink back in tough times, but now is actually the time for us to lengthen our cords. You see, an uncommon church is not built with people who come and go depending on feelings or depending on circumstance. It's built with those who know how to live in the stretch and lengthen their cords, especially in times of hardship. You know, the prayer shawl worn by the Jews, including Jesus, is an interesting garment. It has tassels on it and it has a blue cord. And I want to show you something interesting. Look what it says in Numbers 15 and verse 37. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, Throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You know, when I read that, I thought to myself, Why did God specify the color blue? Well, firstly, blue signifies the heavens and God's divinity. So when you looked at that blue cord, you remembered that your first and foremost commitment should be to the Lord. He is our source. Don't look within. Don't look to the world or to political leaders. Look up to the heavens where your help comes from and be committed to him. Secondly, blue was the most expensive dye in existence. It was very rare or uncommon and as a result, very expensive. And not only should we give our best when it comes to God, but the blue cord also reminds us that commitment is costly. There's a price to pay. Commitment means even when you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it, you do it anyway. Listen, when you're truly committed to God, you say yes to him by saying no to other things. You start to live in accordance with the commitment you've made. The same goes for marriage. And thirdly, the blue cords were valuable and were passed down from generation to generation. And here's the thing, the length of our cords, in other words, the level of our commitment will affect those who come after us. You know, one of the reasons why I understand the importance of church, being committed, being planted in the house, I understand the necessity of living a big, uncommon life, and listen, that's a life that's always stretching towards the more that God has for us. That's a life that's lived for something bigger than just ourselves. The reason I understand that is because I've grown up in a big environment. And I'm not talking about a large church with a lot of people because our church didn't start there. Our church started in a little auditorium like the one I'm speaking to you from today. But I'm talking about an environment of big people, big thinkers, leaders with vision, big lovers of God and of God's people, people who pointed me to a big God and who have modeled what commitment looks like, lengthening their cords consistently over 37 years of ministry. Listen, it's been modeled for me. The cords have been handed down and now my kids have been born into this environment. It's normal for them. Small, common and uncommitted to the purposes of God is not an option. Committed is all they know. And the length of our cords will not only impact our lives, but our kids, it'll impact our grandkids, and it'll impact all those who come after us. Even if the world around us is shortening cords and shrinking back right now, let's choose to be people who lengthen 
our cords, to see God enlarge our lives, our families, and of course, our church. Stretch your curtains, lengthen your cords. And then God says, strengthen your stakes. Stakes speaks of anchors or principles. And if you and I are gonna live a large, uncommon life, we need uncommon principles. We can't just live according to the pattern or principles of this world. We need to be anchored to the word of God. You know, I grew up in Cape Town, which many of you would know is a very windy place, much like the North Coast where I am right now. But when we used to go camping, if you didn't secure the stakes or the pegs of your tent, when you opened the tent flaps, the tent would literally fly off in the wind. And you know what? Our lives are the same. When you and I are not anchored, when we don't live according to principle, when we begin to open up and stretch and enlarge our lives, we get blown away. See, wind also speaks of doctrine or opinion. And there are many people who are in church, they've made a decision to follow Jesus, but they're not really anchored. They're not living according to God's word. So they're easily influenced by popular opinion or the pattern of this world, things that they see on social media. We need to stretch our flesh. We need to lengthen our commitments and stay anchored to God, stay planted in the house. Otherwise, we'll end up lost in the winds of common opinion and we'll never live uncommon lives. Number two, I hope you're being helped today. If you wanna step into a large, uncommon life, keep making adjustments. You know, if you're living a common life right now, the answer isn't a completely new life. Rather, it's a life that you constantly tweak and improve. Notice that God doesn't say, throw away your tent and get another one. He says, enlarge your tent. And then he says, stretch, lengthen, and strengthen. You see, these are adjustments, and the right adjustments can make all the difference in your life. You know, we're talking about living a large life, but think about this. Little things can make a big difference. Look at what it says in James 3 and verse 3. It says, you can make a large horse go wherever you want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Can you see? Little things can make a big difference. Reading the word more often, praying daily, worshiping more than just on a Sunday. These are adjustments that can make a huge difference when it comes to your spiritual life. And too many of us fail to take action because I think we're too busy looking for a new tent. You know, several years ago, I met a guy who had a dream of running a rehab center. He wanted to help hundreds and hundreds of people. So for years, he kept looking for the right facility, a place that could accommodate his dream. He often complained that the venues were too expensive or that nobody would help him, that he couldn't find the right space. Well, I said to him, it's great that you want to help so many people, but why don't you start by helping one person in your home? Now, we must have big dreams. We need a vision that could only be fulfilled when we partner with God, but it often takes small moves and adjustments to get us there. Think about Joseph. He had a big dream, but listen, the dream wasn't enough. The palace was his destiny, but he had to go through all sorts of other things to get there. And regardless of the situation, he kept walking with God. The word says that the Lord was with him. He never allowed himself to shrink back. He adjusted his attitude, he adapted to the situation, he made the most of where he was and what he had to use in his hand, and as a result, God enlarged his life. 
When you and I constantly make small adjustments and corrections in our lives, instead of slipping back into our original state, it'll eventually add up to a large, uncommon life. Number three, if you wanna live an uncommon life, don't resist enlargement. Verse two says, do not hold back. Verse four says, do not be afraid. I think God says this because he knows us. He knows we tend to hesitate or resist stretching and enlarging, and often it's because of fear. We fear having to pay the price. We fear losing our level of comfort, or perhaps it's the fear of change. But we'll never live an uncommon life if we're constantly holding back. And God makes a promise here. He says, don't hold back, don't be afraid, you will not suffer shame, and you will not be humiliated. You see, whenever you enlarge your life to the glory of God, whenever you stretch yourself to enlarge his kingdom, you won't be shamed or humiliated because it's the will of God. You know, nothing I've given to God, my time, my finance, my gifting, any sacrifice I've made for him has ever shamed or humiliated me. I've only ever faced that when I've chased the things of this world. And after a year like this, it's natural for us to seek comfort. It's natural for us to want to play it safe. But listen, God has more for us if we're willing to stretch for it. Look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 11. He says, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives, live openly and expansively. Psalm 78 and verse 41, speaking of the Israelites, says again and again they turned away and tempted God to kill them and limited the Holy One of Israel from giving them His blessings. They forgot his power. Listen, we need to remember that God has power to work in our lives. They forgot his power and love and how he had rescued them from their enemies. They forgot. They resisted. They wanted to go back to their original state, that slavery. And as a result, it took generations for them to step into the expansive, uncommon life that God had for his people. I want to encourage you today. Don't resist. Don't be fearful. Don't hold back. God wants to enlarge your life and he wants to bless you. Number four, I hope you're being helped. We need to remember that with God, our best days are ahead. You know, before God says, enlarge the place of your tent, he says this in verse one. Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. Those who have never stretched or enlarged because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. You see, Israel had sinned. In a sense, they'd been unfaithful to God. And God is saying, you might not have gotten this right in the past. You might have lived small. You might have lived common, but I still love you and I still want to enlarge your life. With me, your future will be bigger and better than the past. In verse four, he says, you will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. You see, when you start to enlarge your tent and as God begins to work in you and through you, it won't matter how small you were before. 
Even if you've never enlarged your life, even if right now you're living small and common, if you would just begin to understand that he's on your side, and if you would stop resisting and begin to stretch and lengthen and strengthen, God will begin to enlarge that which is barren, that which is small, and that which is common. You know, the season might have caused you, like the Israelites, to forget about God's goodness, to forget about his faithfulness, what he's already done in your life, or even to forget about his power. But you can choose right here, right now, to take hold of God once again and begin stretching out of your common original state into all that God has for your life. If you're watching or listening today and you've never responded to Jesus, or if you're far from God, I wanna give you an opportunity to respond to him now. You know, our journey towards stepping into a large, uncommon life starts with receiving Jesus. God sent his only son to earth to do what no one else has ever done because he's an uncommon God. He sent Jesus to die for you and I. You see, God had an uncommon solution for the sin that separates us from him and from living the life that he intends us to live. And all you need to do to receive this gift of salvation is to say yes to Jesus and acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. You can come to Jesus just as you are. But as you allow him to work in your life, he'll transform you into someone new. If that's you today, if you know you need to respond to Jesus and begin stretching towards all that God has for you, or perhaps if you've responded before, but if you're honest, you're far from God. You've allowed circumstance to cause you to shrink back to your original common state, and you know you need to take hold of him once again. Pray the simple prayer with me now. Dear Lord, today I acknowledge my need for you and I invite you to take control and begin steering my life. Wash away my sin and transform me into someone new. Help me to see beyond the here and now and stretch towards an uncommon life so that I can step into the great future you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We hope you have been blessed and inspired by this message.